This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Martha McCallum, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Shelling and hypersonic missiles might be Russia's weapons against Ukraine, but as the war turns further west, it turns digital. Are we ready to defend ourselves? America has a, an asymmetric vulnerability when it comes to cyber attacks. Americans depend on the critical infrastructure more than any other nation on Earth, and our critical infrastructure has so much technology built into it. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. U.S. officials continue to warn that Russia's band of cyber warriors could keep attempting to hack and attack U.S. interests like infrastructure or commercial operations causing chaos and costing money. And while Russia strikes in the U.S. blocks, China is watching to see how we all fight. Suddenly, this is more than about who's conquering Kiev. I think President Zelensky, you know, was quoted as saying that this is the first hybrid war. And, and I, I believe that's absolutely correct. John Cofrancesco is a vice president with Fortress Information Security. It's his job to know what bad cyber actors are doing and when and how government and private companies should ready their digital defenses. We're in a situation now where how Russia is acting kinetically matches very closely to how they're acting in cyberspace. So in the kinetic world, right, obviously they're attacking the Ukrainians. They're flying their planes right up against the NATO boundaries, but they're not crossing in to NATO boundaries. Similarly, in cyberspace, they're attacking our businesses. They're doing so through proxies, but they themselves are not uh, espousing that they're doing the attacks against us. And they're not taking on the type of actions that are striking at the most critical parts of our infrastructure. So they haven't attacked water or gas in a way that they might. And to put that in context, they absolutely have the capacity to do that. In fact, America has a, an asymmetric vulnerability when it comes to cyber attacks. Americans depend on the critical infrastructure more than any other nation on Earth. And our critical infrastructure has so much technology built into it, which allows it to be in a, uh, very efficient, allows it to be uh, very uh, inexpensive in relative terms. It also creates this vulnerability. So uh, to sort of sum it up, Russia has the ability to strike us. They have chosen not to, I think, in large part to keep us uh, from getting more engaged in offensive attacks against them. But, but we should not discount the idea that if they want to strike at us, that they can at any time. And what would such a strike look like? I mean, again, it, I can't imagine like the movies <laughs> uh, that uh, a couple of keystrokes in the entire eastern seaboard goes down from from 
power to internet to everyone's uh, you know wristwatches. Uh, but w- what is what is a more realistic look at at what a cyber attack uh, could feel like? Well, you know that so. Actually, it might be helpful to just take a look at what how these cyber attacks work. So it, it isn't like Russia is out there creating some new cyber cyber bug that's going to infect the world. I mean, they do create new vulnerabilities that called zero day attacks. But principally what they do is they go fishing. So they look at companies, they look at government facilities, they look at agencies and other organizations that make our day to day lives work and they search for vulnerabilities and then they collect that list of vulnerabilities. So that they, when they want when they want to strike us, they already know where we're vulnerable, and they create these playbooks of vulnerabilities. So, so far, we've only seen them strike that sort of base layer playbook, right? The the least aggressive sort of attacks. We're going to attack some companies, and we're going to attribute it to pro-Russian anonymous groups. So, a lot of times when countries want to attack each other in cyber, what they do is they pretend that that attack came from some non-government aligned. Uh, entity. We kind of put that in context. So our, our theoretical Russian bad guys, Nikki, Nikolai and Vasily, uh, they wake up in the morning. They're part of the FSB, which is the successor to the KGB. Right. And in the afternoon, they put on their cyber hacker hat, pretend like they don't work for the Russian government, and then they attack the United States. So that's sort of the, the first level uh, of attacks. The second and third levels, this is where they begin to attack critical infrastructure. This is where they begin to attack government agencies. It's not like the movies where somebody's going to hit one button uh, and then every light turns off in the whole world. But it is a lot like what we experienced uh, earlier uh, this year uh, with regards to gas prices. So they could attack a pipeline and then they could raise the price of gas. They could attack uh, a food packaging plant. So even though we produce a lot of chicken and a lot of vegetables, actually, most of that is actually packaged in just a very few number of places. So that would be a great vector for them to attack. It's a likely vector for them to attack. So imagine a power plant. Uh, maybe that could go off for a little bit, but really imagine a pipeline going down and gas prices going f- up further. Really imagine a food packaging plant going down and uh, the price of chicken going up. Earlier in the week, uh, uh, President Biden made a uh, another sort of generic warning to the business community at a roundtable meeting he was having. But the, uh, I think it was more in the in the vein of a, a reminder that these types of attacks are a possibility. And as they might attack uh, government infrastructure, they are also very likely to try to target um, uh, private enterprise and the like you mentioned, a, a meatpacking industry or the or a pipeline operator uh, and. I, I look. We we work for a big corporation. There are other people out there that work for big corporations. Where we have we have IT policy now. We we have to we have two factor uh, authentication to log into our email and the like. Uh, we get drills about uh, about not clicking on links that could be phishing links. How much does that play into the defense against this? Because you know there could be hardware that you plug into an IT rack that could you know keep away spam and stuff like that but mo- most people have to be a bit more cognizant with what they're doing with their either their personal computers or their their work terminals yes absolutely and, and i'll relate this back to something we all now have a bunch of experience with if we had wind back the clocks to early 2019 and we asked everybody hey uh raise your hand if you if you wash your hands regularly well everybody would have raised their hand but in reality maybe a smaller percentage of us actually were washing our hands regularly than we were supposed to Obviously, right. COVID comes to play, and now people wash their hands a lot more regularly. 
the same thing is true in cyber. So those basic hygiene practices actually make up the preponderance of what creates safety. And the lack of those hygiene standards is actually what gives them opportunity to attack us. So when you hear CISA and Jen Easterly and other people who are doing great work saying, hey, shields up, what they're saying is make sure that you prioritize these basic things because those are the things that will keep us much safer. We're speaking with John Cofrancesco of Fortress Information Security on the Fox News rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with him straight ahead. Russia is not the only adversary that is engaged in this kind of, of well, we'll call it warfare. Uh, China uh, also comes to mind, and we have been so incredibly focused on Russia these past uh, uh, four weeks or maybe a bit longer, but China is still very much a threat in cyberspace, and they don't necessarily look to just simply uh, uh, take down some infrastructure. They're looking for things to take, usually in the in the idea or in the the realm of intellectual property. But the the same rules apply here, don't they? Well, absolutely, uh, and, and I think this is an important thing to understand. If Russia wins and they're able to to take over Ukraine, the world will have lost. The West will have lost. But China will have won. If the West wins and Ukraine remains a sovereign nation and and the Russians lose, China will have won. The only winner in this 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 battle is China because they get to enjoy the benefit of watching us in the West and watching Russia deploy all our best weapons, cyber included. They're collecting that data. They're defining new vulnerabilities that they can take advantage. And they're looking at our tactics to see how they can overcome them. At the same time, they're creating a world that's more European focused, really, while they're taking on cyber behaviors in Asia, particularly against Taiwan, that are very, very aggressive. So China is enjoying the benefit of of our focus in Ukraine. They have played this masterfully on every level. And that is actually, in the long run, the real threat we should be paying attention to. And when you say pay attention to that, what what exactly does that mean? We need to be a bit more proactive in our defense on that, don't we? Yeah, in every way. That so we need to be prepared for the fact that the Chinese are more sophisticated, better funded and more interconnected adversary than Russia. The, the fact of the matter is, is the average American has very few things that come from Russia. Now, I want you to think to yourself of everything you have in your house or even in your pocket that came from China. And of all those things, how many of them have technology? Well, I'm going to bet you just about every piece of technology in your home, your car, your pocket, that cell phone. They all have pieces or even are entirely from China. So China has a huge advantage uh, over Russia, and they have a huge advantage over us in the sense that our interconnectivity to them has given them an aperture, it's given them a way in that today we can't close out. Is there a longer term solution for that? I mean, like you say, most everything we have has, if it's not made in China, parts of it inside of it are made in China. How do we defend on that? Not in the next, you know, six weeks or six months, but the next six years or six decades for that matter. Yeah, that's so we we've heard a lot about supply chain in, in recent months, but we need to be very focused on the cyber supply chain. So I don't have any problem and I don't think you should either if China's making T-shirts or nuts and bolts. But when China's making computer chips and when China's making the primary software for the things that we depend on in our life, we should be very concerned and probably to the point of saying, you know what, those aren't things we're going to buy from China. We have a huge world, a global network of allies from Asia, like Japan and Vietnam to Europe, every country there practically. 
we should be relying on those allies and, and really decoupling the cyber supply chain from our adversaries. China is the primary adversary, and we really have to spend the next decade or two, and that is what this is going to take to ensure that our cyber supply chain is safe and secure. John Cofrancesco, Vice President at Fortress Information Security, thank you for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. 